I wouldn't care less. He can go wherever he likes to a big team, a national team. Did Zidane try contacting me? Certainly not. I wouldn't even have picked up the phone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ultras podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed, and with me is El Basha. What's going on, Ahmed? Everything is going good. Um, a great weekend for football. Uh, I don't know if you've been paying. I'm pretty sure you were watching a lot of drama uh, the last couple of days um, in almost all the... Yeah, it's, uh, it's been insane. So let's get down to that business. Um, and the first thing we'll start off is um, we'll start uh, in France. And uh, we'll start off with uh, what's happening with the French Federation uh, head, uh, president, uh, the president of French Federation, basically talking about Zidane, you know, some quotes here and there. So why don't you break that, break that down for us and tell us what's happening there? So um, in, in France... The president of the uh, French uh, Football uh, Federation was interviewed in uh, one of the uh, talk shows, in a radio talk show for uh, a famous uh, uh, French uh, uh, French channel, RMC. Yeah. You probably know it, TV and radio. And um, and you probably know that uh, they just extended uh, Didier Deschamps' uh, contract to 2026. After, right. of course, he you know got the World Cup. He's a Euro Cup finalist. He is a World Cup finalist for the second time in a row. Uh, so he's been doing good with France generally. But you know the talks that have been merging for the last year or two after Zidane left Real Madrid, saying that Zidane wants to uh, is interested in uh, becoming the coach for France. Right. But he hasn't. He he did express the fact that he was interested to coach one day, uh, but uh, it it was nothing really official. So. When he was asked uh, after the renewal, he said, um, he said uh, after the uh, interview, after the uh, host asked him about uh, Zidane, if he reached out to him, he said, uh, oh, you probably also heard the rumors of him uh, being the coach for Brazil for Tete, which was, yeah, some yeah. Brazilians a bit of a ridiculous because um, they don't see any other Brazilian, uh, other, another personnel other than Brazilian or Latino to coach. Yeah. Uh, Brazil. So this is what his comment was after he was asked. He said, I would be surprised if he went there, which is Brazil, of course. Yeah. But he can do what he likes. It doesn't concern me. I would never meet with him. Sorry, I have never met with him, meaning Zidane. But we, as a football French uh, federation, never considered uh, partying ways with Didier. Right, right. And, um, and uh, would it upset me uh, yeah, yeah. That, that Zidane went there, if he went there? I wouldn't care less. He can go wherever he likes, to a big team, a national team. Did Zidane try contacting me? Certainly not. I wouldn't even have picked up the phone. So from the tone, you can, say, you can see the disrespect. Because he could have avoided all this. He could have said, you know what, Zidane didn't contact me. We respect Zidane. He's a legend, but yeah. we're in, we're fine with Didier, and that's it. And then that that stirred a lot of talk in France. But the smart thing that Kylian Mbappe did, he right away went and said, uh, 
he said uh, in, in a tweet, he said, uh, Zidane, c'est uh, la France, which means uh, Zidane is France. And then he said, uh, you don't disrespect Elegen like that. That's what Mbappé said. Basically. And basically. And, and the thing is here is, um, you know, as somebody who's been, like, I, it's hard to believe that somebody like the president of the French Football Federation, you know, to, to have say something, oh, I've never met Zidane. I mean, that's highly unlikely. Um, knowing who Zidane is, um, what he's done to French fo for French football, and international and football as a whole, um, and to disrespect him like that—that's that's something that should, shouldn't be expected of somebody of that stature and position. Um, and um, I think here it's not even uh, Mbappe here is defending Zidane and letting uh, the French Federation know that you know without Zidane you are basically um, nothing. Um, that's one less World Cup for you. Um, and a whole generation of uh, footballers who had nobody to look up to if Zidane wasn't there. Uh, I, haven't, exactly. I haven't heard anything from Zidane, but I, I don't expect to hear anything from Zidane. Zidane is usually the quiet type of uh, personnel. Uh, that's his personality. He's a, he's a very humble uh, player and a coach, and uh, usually he keeps his mouth shut, even, uh, even, when, even if he had to defend himself. Uh, but he doesn't like he, to. Uh, he doesn't like to hype things up. If there is anything yeah, yeah. that uh, uh, anything that comes against him or anything that anything anything says, you remember when during the uh, conferences uh, uh, pre or after Real Madrid yeah. games, he would say, you know, he would calm everything down. He wouldn't complain anything about the 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 locker room. He wouldn't say anything. No, that's definitely the personality of Zidane, though. Even uh, as a player, we always seen him like this. Um, he was always a humble. I mean, except for the one time against against Italy, and I think that's just. <laughs> I guess that was just a blow up point. Um, but the thing is, is that in the last couple of weeks since the World Cup, French media um, and French football as a whole have been, you know, outwardly showing their. In a way, I feel like trying to make it all about not like immigrant France not really being that important, which it is. Um, racists, racists have been, you know, attacking French players. And then we hear um, French footballing president, he, he's, he might not, he, he is, I'm not saying he is racist or his comments are racist. They might not be. But, you know, in his, do you think that that has an, that has part part of it? Is like okay, you know, he Zidane is French, but he's an immigrant, so you know we don't want him, we don't want to deal with him, uh, and so like you know mm -hmm. these kind of things like come into like into thought is is this part of it? Is this why um, they're thinking this way? So the you you remember the famous quote by Ozil who said. Uh, when, uh, when we win, when we win, we're German, but when, when we, we lose, lose, we're, we're Turkish. Or Turkish. We're immigrant yeah. or Turkish. And then uh, Benzema, uh, oh. he said the exact same thing in a different words, but similar statement. You know, uh, that is the case with a lot of uh, a lot of immigrants generally, uh, and specifically in Europe. The reason yeah. why I'm saying Europe is because. Uh, Europe is the example of a lot of immigrants who moved there a long time ago, and they were able to excel with uh, in sports, right? Or, or not just sports, in a lot of different things, right? Right. 
you know like for example uh you know during uh, during covid the last few years we've seen who came up with a vaccine it was it was a husband and a wife who was who were immigrants from turkey but they call them German. They're German Turkish, right? Um, I'm talking about science. I'm talking about different fields. So different fields. the experience, yeah. yeah so, the, the, so the experience of uh, of immigrants who went to Europe and excelled in life, it's it's pretty it's pretty blunt and pretty obvious in a lot of different fields. Now, since we're talking about soccer, uh, we have uh, France is a very good example of the number of immigrants. Uh, uh, immigrant right. yeah, immigrant players on the field. players, yeah. and most of them being African. Uh, it's not like these people came illegally. It's not like these people didn't settle there. Uh, they, yeah. just, uh, they did it, everything, you know, didn't do it a proper way. We know the whole history of the immigration wave that went to France. Now, um, after Colomani, uh, um, Chouamini, uh, yeah. I think it's Kamavinga as well. Uh, these are the three players. I remember, I don't know if there's any other one. Um, they got attacked pretty badly uh, after France uh, lost uh, the final with the penalty kicks. And of Not course, even, yeah. And of Sorry, course, no, I was saying, as I was saying, and of course, uh, <laughs> that is going to be there, there with all honesty, with all honesty, without going to race theory, without going to all these things. It is going to be very, very obvious that there's nothing for you to attack except something that is out of their hand. Right. Yeah. So the only difference that you see, which is the skin color and the uh, the difference in the background, because if you remember in the final of Euro when uh, when it, it, England lost, who did they attack? They attacked they Saka, attack Saka. Yeah. Uh, uh, and all those. So and it's even, the same story even... that's happening in France. That would have and that would have happened if uh, it would have happened in Netherlands. It would have happened in a lot of different countries. We've seen it happen like multiple times. This uh, after the World Cup, you know, in the Danish Danish media. Um, comparing Moroccan players to monkeys. Um, yeah, that seen, one too. That yeah, one too. and that then uh, we've seen you know German media comparing um, Moroccan Moroccans and Arabs and Africans, you know, as uh, as subhumans basically or whatever it may yeah. be. Um, or when they the, did the uh, on the way the the finger sign that means that's a a sacred religious. Uh, uh, that uh, uh, gesture, uh, you know, sign that Muslims do during prayers and yeah. stuff like that, and they've compared them to a terrorist organization. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then they apologize the next day, which is too late. They're already they, offended. They the whole... made the mistake, and and that's the thing is that um, I think that Europe uh, needs to get off its high horse, uh, and that we the one thing that for sure we've seen this World Cup for sh- like it's 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 clear is that. Asia and Africa, uh, especially, uh, especially, have shown the, their growth in football, uh, and and that you don't dominate the sport anymore. Uh, outside of you know Latin America and Europe, you know, the the Latin the Latin Americans have you know have always shown their you know their samba or whatever it may be, and you know that was something that Europeans couldn't really attack. But now, um, and and the thing is, it's not even just about football. It's you know in all fields, in whatever people do in their daily lives is. Is that people do excel and they don't have to be European, and and that they're never acknowledged for it. Um, you go to universities; a lot of the professors they're non-whites. Like it's this is something that is clear. It's it's uh, wherever you go in the world, actually, um, a lot of them are you know, tend to be you know African or Persian or Arab or you know Asian or whatever they may be. And I think Europe needs to, you know, uh, humble down or, you know, understand that you're not the only people here who think that, you know, they can do the greatest things in the world. And um, it was clear in this World Cup, you know, seeing uh, African and Asian countries, Japan, South Korea, um, 
I think it was Cameroon, uh, Morocco. These teams showed that they do they, they they play great football. Other teams we've seen play great football. It was just unfortunate that they couldn't make it past the group stages. Excuse me. And you know we've seen teams that are, like we've seen the growth of teams um, that in the last you know three four World Cups or who just entered the World Cup for the first time in however many years like Saudi Arabia uh, proved that you know they do they they've they've shown their growth and they've shown that yeah we do play football just as good now maybe maybe a bit less but maybe not as good as European standards but we all know that you know most of the a lot of the European players tend to be from Africa in those leagues so and i wanted actually i know the way that we diverged and went to different uh uh different yeah <laughs> different paths on, on this. but i didn't even answer your first question that you asked me if there was some some uh, a racist sense to the comments of the uh of uh lagarde lagarette La uh, the president of the uh, uh french football association um if you if you read the statement, even when you were listening to it right now, you can sense that racism in the yeah. talk. Oh, uh, it's, that it's, extreme. It's... That he's not a person that uh, offended France in any way. I've never said any dis disrespectful thing. He's never, you know, you don't need to say anything about Zidane. It's not like he's a controversial uh, yeah, uh, player, right? Yeah. Uh, so, um, and it's always and it's always it's always good to remember that the two biggest players now i think they you could say three biggest players in france history uh Michel zidane. Platini, zidane and terry arnie and, and uh i was gonna say benzema i forgot about terry, uh, terry arnie man you can't forget <laughs> terry arnie i forgot about that but, but the point that i was trying to get to is zidane uh yeah. algerian back algerian background uh, Benzema, the Algerian background, Michel Platini, Italian background. So I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought Platini was French, but you know, yeah. hey, even if you look at the French squad right now, I think I believe uh, two out of the eleven players that are that were starting in that final game were French, and two out of eleven is, um, you know, that's a very small percentage. But moving on, I don't want to take a lot of time up with the with this whole. <laughs> we we cracked uh, we cracked race theory in we cra uh, soccer. We cra yeah, we <laughs> solved it. But um, moving on, you know, um, very shocking news today. I don't know if there's if it's shocking. I don't I I don't consider it shocking. I thought I think it's something that I expected, which was you know, um, Gareth Bale retiring. Uh, great player, uh, fantastic background, fantastic, uh, um, you know. Uh, career um sad to see him uh, in the last couple of years and uh, i wouldn't say it was his performance his performance but his story just you know um falling down and and now it's leading to this um what are your th uh, before you know we can before i can we move on too quick i just wanted to give a quick you know um a quick uh, overview of the of uh, gareth bell you know spent nine and started out at southampton um moved on to tottenham uh, went to Madrid, spent nine seasons at Madrid, where he won 19, um, you know, uh, cups, uh, including Champions Leagues, uh, ch including Super uh, Club World Cup, uh, European Super Cups, uh, La Liga, Copa del Rey, Spanish Super Cup. Um, I, there's just, you know what I mean? It's just a list, and uh, it's a huge list, 19, 19 of nine, uh, a list that, you know, includes 19 trophies uh, just from Real Madrid. And then moved on to back to Tottenham and then Los Angeles, I believe, um, where he uh, finished off his career 
Uh, and I guess now he can really go play golf and not have to worry about anything. But, um, you know, there's always uh, – this is one of the players that I get to, got, to see, got to watch play. Uh, he's one of the players that um, I enjoyed watching. Uh, you know, that goal against Barcelona, uh, running out of the field where Bartra pushes him out. Um, you know, that beautiful uh, double uh, overhead kick against Liverpool. Uh, you know, the header against Atletico Madrid, you know, these are always the old memories that will come back for me. Uh, but well, let me t- let me hear your thoughts about that. Um, you know, there, uh, uh, look, my Gareth Bell is one of the players that, um, that pisses me off, all <laughs> honestly. Uh, not in a bad way, uh, in a good way. What I mean by that is, there is there there are those players that are gifted and talent but they just decide you know what i don't have to do all the i don't have to i don't i don't have to go all out for it um and without bell trying you know as you're saying he won 19 trophies i'm just trying to i'm just trying to remember when in the world did he win all this and i forgot of course real madrid but I'm like the moments with the ninth season for Gareth Bale. There's a few moments that I remember: the goal that he scored in the final of Champions League, uh, the well, more than one Champions League, uh, and then uh, of course his most famous goal uh, against Barcelona in the cup. Uh, he did have good moments, but I think he ruined it all the last few years. With- definitely, uh, that's something I definitely agree with uh, with Gareth Bale, and and this is where I have a like. I ha- like this is a- I love Gareth Bale. He's one of my favorite players throughout his you know in the last 10 years. I got to say like he is definitely one of my favorite players with Real Madrid. Um but the thing is towards the end of his uh, you know career at Madrid he was pushed away by management and put on the bench. And the the problem with that was that he didn't show management that he's able to come back. I mean, yeah, sure, it started out with an injury. You know, after an injury, he was put on the bench, and then he just stayed there. And and it felt like he could have done more to come back. But instead, you know, he was sulking and, you know, oh, I, if it, this is what you guys are going to do, then I'm just, I guess I'm just going to sit down on the bench and just get paid. And, and, yeah, sure, it makes me mad. But at the same time, it's like, you know, this guy did so much that I think, it can, you know, those last few seasons, I can forgive him for that. Um, let, let me just frame the uh, how Gareth Bale was and how anyone in that in his in, in, in the status that he was at would deal with with, with it. So, Gareth Bale was the fourth highest paid soccer player in the world. Um, he moved to Madrid in 2013 for 85 million, uh, uh 85 million pounds, which is almost 100, uh, um, actually, 100 it is 100 million, million uh, uh yeah. euros. Um, he was one of the most known players in the world, especially when uh, it was uh, it was uh, Benzema, Cristiano, uh, uh, and Bell, the three yeah. strikers, and then you got uh, versus MSN, the Messi, Neymar, Messi, Suarez, Suarez, Neymar, yeah. Suarez, Neymar. Um, um, so he he at that moment he or, he was already in a high status. He was getting all the media attention. He was getting all the coverage. He was getting everything, and he was he was spoiled spoiled in the attention of uh, how everyone you know everyone watching him. And as you said, you said you love Gareth Bell, not just you. There's a lot of people that love Gareth Bell. Uh, 
Um, and I think he's blessed with that because there isn't a single person who who uh, who hated on Gareth Bell even when he was benched. You know, yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm trying to compare him to the to the current best player in the world, Benzema. Yeah, you know, who did way more than him, got hated on, and all the stuff. But I think in that aspect of Bell being uh, being loved, he uh, he he was blessed in that aspect, right? Uh, not just that, he. Uh, there's a lot of different incidents that's been happening. So I'll give you another example. They've been saying the whole time that Gareth Bale didn't put an effort to learn Spanish, right? I don't know how true that was because I've been hearing that Gareth Bale in LAFC was speaking Spanish to Spanish players. So I don't know where the truth is in that. Um, and uh, and look, he was he was being treated well overall for the last uh, for last uh, few years since he's he's been signed to Real Madrid. But the last few years since golfing and not practicing and doing a lot of different things, which is weird. Um, I mean, look, he can do whatever he wants in his free time. I mean, I, I'm against the fact that, you know, people are just uh, picket, knitting and picking everything that he does. Yeah. He doesn't want to party. It's up to him. He doesn't want to gather with everyone. But he wants to practice and go home, play golf, do whatever he wants. But, uh, but there has been moments that it was pretty obvious that he doesn't want to stay with Madrid. Uh, but, and he's protesting, but at the same time, he doesn't want to leave because of the big salary that he's getting. Gareth Bale confused me personally in a lot of different things. I was asking, I, I was saying, man, you, do you want to stay or you want to leave? You're not playing well. What's happening with you? Is one of the players that have, uh, that really confused me to come up with a complete judgment. But uh, but I um, the conclusion that I came uh, to me was that uh, um, it's pretty upsetting generally it pissed me off generally that all this talent has just gone into waste you know that's what i really think yeah uh, i don't think that he because he was supposed to shine he he could have been a, a ball and door contender yeah, and especially sure. that he was heading he was playing with his idol he was playing with a player his favorite player Cristiano Ronaldo, and he did have that potential and we've seen him shining we've seen him doing a lot of different we've seen him doing magic generally but he could have been another uh, he could have been Another Cristiano Ronaldo in his with his own way, of course Gareth Bell, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I think um, he might be one of those players that are like, uh, you know what, Cam thirty three, which he could have played a few more years in, in uh, soccer generally, yeah. and uh, you know I won everything. I know that I'm not gonna go far with Wales. Uh, I made history. That's it. I don't need to do anymore. I don't need to prove anything. Let me just leave. And I did, I couldn't believe, I, I I was hearing a lot of analysts saying that Bell is gonna um, is retire gonna the World Cup. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna retire after the World Cup. But I I didn't believe it. I'm like, how, man, how are they? These guys are how are how are they saying that? Maybe there was reports and stuff like that. But I couldn't believe it. Like he still can give it another few more years. But oh, he can easily give a few more years. And you know that's the thing. That's the sad thing about somebody like Gareth Bale. It's that you know such a such a unique player, such a great talent, um, uh, and such a back, like, you know, a huge background and career in football and, and still has, you know, some time, you know, we're looking at players like Ronaldo and Messi, um, you know, Guanluigi Buffon, obviously a keeper still, um, Danny still Alves. still a keeper, about 40 and still yeah, a keeper. Danny yeah. Alves, uh, Busquets, um, you know, there's all these players that are hitting 35 plus. And they're still playing strong, starting even, you know, and it's not even just like, oh, they're playing on the bench and then they're, they're starters. They're, they're doing what they do best, which is play great football. 
Even Benzema, you know, Benzema's older than him. Benzema, he's still starting. Yeah. Um, and I Bell... think Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, you know, um, like there's so many players that, you know, you, we even Ryan Giggs, like if we look back, Ryan Giggs was playing at, a, at an older age at, towards the end of his career. I think Rio Ferdinand too. And so like... Uh, moving Paul, to, you know, moving to LA. Like I'm just, like the thing is, is like all these players did so well, even at, at the, or did great things and then still played into the into their, you know, their, um, to the, towards the end of their, you know, career, which is like around 35 plus. Uh, yeah. And somebody like Gareth Bale can still do that. And it was yeah. sad to see him he go to continue the MLS. Oh, yeah. And I think his, his attitude, his attitude is what could have, look, I love Bale, but his attitude towards Real Madrid was clear that, you know, I don't want to end it here. And that's fine. I don't mind that at all. The, um, but to, to, to end up, you know, he went to Tottenham. He played... I can't even remember if he even. I think he played like a few games that he actually started. Where the rest, the rest of the season, it was just like you know, like I'm just here. You know what I mean? Like why not fight for you know what I mean for that glory in football? If you really that urge want, of becoming the best, I don't know. Yeah, if he, the best if, of the best. He could have easily, yeah, he could have easily done that. And that's the thing with Gareth Bale is he didn't want that. He saw that he was over. He he. I guess you could say he kind of reached his goals, which is like. I've won everything that I've wanted to win. I've made all the money that I wanted to make. And now, you know, I can just do whatever I want. And that's, I guess, you know, that's, what is he going to do next? Is that going to be the same thing? It's, is it, is it going to be like this the rest of his life where it's like, oh, you know, I got everything that I wanted, whatever, so I can just chill and enjoy life. But then it's just going to become uh, boring for him. But, hey, you know, that's it. it's his life. He can do whatever he wants. It's that's my true. life. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, you know what? It is, of course, it's just his choice at the end. But my, I, I was, I was just trying to make a simple comparison. Even you know, the reason why I compared him with Benzema is because Benzema um, um, uh, was booed for how many years until right now, and he made a strong comeback. You need that kind of personality in a strong well, team. Not even just, like, it's team not even just that. It's like the. You know, usually the media attention towards Benzema is negative, whereas the media attention towards uh, Gareth Bale was mostly positive, except for some things here and there, which is, you know, him not learning Spanish, him not. But, you know, Spanish media, especially um, especially tabloids like Marca or whatever, they, they like to blow things up. Um, uh, and we already know that, you know, or that he he wanted, he wants to he went to go play golf. I don't care. You know, he could do whatever he wants because the guy was, was an amazing player and he performed when he needed to. And that was something clear. Uh, golf might have been the golf might have been what uh, you know really uh, relieved him or released his stress generally. Yeah, yeah, know? and that's fine. And uh, and you know, like we play with, like Benzema though, we see always neg it's usually negative media um, attention towards him. And, and so, like he, Gareth Bale caught the better end of the stick than Benzema here um, when it came to that. But he wasn't able to deal with it, I guess, like Benzema. And so that's where he. Um, he, I think he could have been, you know, he could have done better on that. And um, it's just sad to see him go. Um, I really appreciate him as a player. Uh, appreciate his career, what he's done for uh, uh, football in Real Madrid and uh, Champions League. Obviously, you know, we've seen some spectacular goals for him, uh, whether it's shots from the outside of the box or, you know, like this, uh, the overhead kick that I'll never forget against Liverpool or, I don't know, um, that, sh that header to against uh, Atletico Madrid. After Di Maria just took out half the team, uh, you know that goal obviously against Barcelona, where him and Baratra um, are racing for the ball, 
you yeah. know, it's those things that you that you remember about, about Gareth Bale, and you know, maybe in like a, you know, 10, 20 years, I can tell my child, yeah, I I, I see that happen. You know, it was a wonderful thing. Definitely, I mean, he 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 will he will always remain the player a player to remember. Uh, but you know, we're saying all this because of how much we loved watching him play. And you know, we, we always wish that he would continue, but you know, uh, that's everyone. I got a choice in life, and uh, you know, maybe he has a better, maybe he has other things that to worry about, and that's why he decided to stop. Well, if you're watching this, Mr. Gareth Bell, uh, thank you very much for your uh, contribution to football. <laughs> he might, <laughs> if he's listening to this, he might have been got pissed by the first few words that we said, and yeah. then like forget just make, this. Guy. <laughs> just make sure you like and subscribe. And yeah, share. exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, um, that's right. for Mr. Gareth Bell. I think that's enough for Gareth Bell. Um, let's move on now, and we'll move on to the FA Cup this week. Um, we have a few great games that we uh, that happened this weekend. We'll start off. With, did you, what did you want to start off with, Liverpool or uh, Manchester City, Chelsea? Uh, let's do uh, Man City, Chelsea. Let's do Man City, Chelsea. Bit, so, uh, so, um, let's start dramatic. off, with, I guess, with the... Uh, uh, Manchester, uh, why is it not popping up for me? Do you have it up? Oh, there you go. Yeah, 4 yeah. uh Manchester City. Uh, Riyad Mehrez starting off with a wonderful free kick. And, you know, I saw this free kick and the way the ball went in, it was just beautiful. Like, it was the slowest free kick I felt like. It just like... Mm. Yeah, the, it was... Look, man, um, this game, Man City... Okay, look, the back-to-back win for Man City against Chelsea. Yeah. Even though I think that Chelsea performed very well in that. Yeah, well, they won. They won one nil. Manchester City won won the first game one nil. Yes. Um, and that just shows you, like the, I guess the mentality, like how, what one nil did to them, you know, could be the contribution to why they lost four nil here. Yes. Yeah, and, and because you know. Um, knowing that they lost for one zero at home just uh, days before, you know, and then coming back and thinking like, you know, we just lost to these guys. We we were at home too, and we're pl- and what are we gonna do? And what what's gonna happen? And it's that frustration. It's that you know what I mean at the back of your head, knowing that you lost that first time. I think that that contributed a lot to um, to you know this game's outcome. Uh, don't forget, you know, uh, Gra- uh, Potter, I think, uh, I th- yeah, it's Potter, right? If I'm not yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, the coach for uh, Chelsea. For Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Potter, just, he's he's very new to Chelsea. Um, watching the game, you know, I watched the game and um, I was thinking, I was like, what are these Chelsea players doing? They're, it's like they were running around aimlessly on the pitch. Um, you could see that there was a little bit of movement. Mason Mount, you know, you can see that he was trying a little bit, but it was here. Here's the goal. Here's the look, goal. look, look, at that. look, this, 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 look at that. Look at that freak. Look at the beauty. Look at the beauty. Oh, oh God. there you go. What a shot. What a well, shot that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a fantastic. It's fantastic from Riyad Mehrez. And, and the thing is, is it's, it's very far out from the box too. It's not, yes. even, it's like, it's very, it's, it's not even like, Hey man, honestly, one thing that I can say for sure is Kepa, just get rid of him. Kepa is not a, I don't like that. Key, I don't like that guy. I don't ever his, uh, ever since he, um, ever since he did what he did with the, was it Renari or who was it? Sorry. 
Sari. Sari, the uh, oh, uh, yeah, who, yeah. Was, who the current Lazio coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what he did with him was just disgusting. So I thought after that, I was like, bro, this is this guy. Just I don't care if he saved that penalty. Get that. I would have like, you know what I mean. I would have kicked him out of the team right away. That's very disrespectful. But you know, yeah, that game was uh, fantastic. Obviously, from Pub Guardiola's side, for the first sixty minutes, they were pressuring hard, pressuring hard, pressuring hard. Uh, first three goals in the first half. Um, second half, they took it easy on them, and then that last ten minutes, they just came in and pumped in that last goal. And that's Before typical. Typical I, I want to show you this. Look, 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 look at this goal. It's, it's. Look, look. One, two. Oh. Look at that. Getting another player. Pass. Give it to that. Pass it to the player. Look at that. Look at that. Tiki taka. Pass it all the way to Mehrs. Man, Mehrs just unbelievable. And he, look at that pass. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, uh, wow. And you could see the confusion on the. Um, on the Chelsea players, you know, as they're playing, like they didn't know where they were looking, they didn't know where they were going, and so that's you know we see that quick tikitaka, um, and that's the you know that's the beauty of tikitaka. I know a couple of weeks we were talking about this and how boring tikitaka can get. Um, the the tikitaka for Spain was boring on that one. Was boring, but if you know if tikitaka is played well, and I think and this is at the time I mentioned that you know when tikitaka is played well, like you know like that what we just seen. Or what we see with Arsenal, because Arsenal does this a lot, where you know, right in front of the net, it's a quick one, two, three, four, boom, and it's inside yes. the net. Where you know, that's the beauty of Tiki Taka, uh, and the problem with that, you know, at the end. So at the, going back to what I was saying earlier, which is like when it gets boring, is that creating those chances or creating that, you know, um, the opening up the spaces to do these kind of things with Tiki Taka. That's what can become boring because it just becomes a passing back in the, uh, a passing game in the back. Uh, until you know you see that chance, then it becomes a quick one, two, three, uh, and then you you know break that chance into the net. Uh, but it was a beautiful game uh, from uh, beautiful performance from Manchester City. Uh, tough luck for Chelsea. Uh, Manchester City will be moving on to the next round. Obviously, have um, we seen a few? Uh, I think was there a, there was a. All right, never mind. I was thinking of another game, but yeah. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this? Um. First thing first, uh, I've always said this, and you probably remember, uh, and I still say it, I'm still in my word. Mehrez deserves another team than Manchester City because he's not given enough time in generally. Um, so I know people will come come up come at me crazy, uh, but uh, they don't know they don't know the jewel that Guardiola is keeping on the bench. Um, uh, Mehrez is an unbelievable player. Uh, he deserves a lot of playtime. Uh, he was the best player, as you see here, with the rating of 9.2 out of 10 uh, for this yeah. game. Uh, he did score the winning goal last last uh, on on the fifth or sixth of January last week. Yeah, the one one nil. He scored two goals, three goals in two games against Chelsea. Uh, unbelievable player. Um, I'm still on my word. It's either Guardiola got to start him in every game, or uh, or you got to find another team. It's it's not it's not a this year thing. It's been happening for the last few years. Uh, that's first. Uh, second, uh, I think I think Chelsea Chelsea has a lot of issues, man. Uh, I do understand that this was a FA Cup uh, game, uh, but uh, but there's a lot of things that uh, Potter got to work on. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that he lacks. The the um, the issue with uh, with Manchester, sorry, the advantage that Man City has is that um, um, you know how we were talking about the Tiki Taka. 
when when it comes to tiki, uh, when it comes to Tiki Taka, Guardiola changed his mind a little bit when he throughout his the years of experience uh, in um, in uh, in the English league. So we we have noticed that Guardiola has been uh, changing tactic a little bit. Yeah, he got that ball position generally, but he's playing a bit even a bit more direct, uh, and that's what I like. I like the fact that Guardiola keeps switching around. Uh, that that same school of thought of uh, of of the tiki taka of uh, playing beautifully generally is there. But he, he must does... be, he must be listening to us because I remember a few episodes back we we did mention say something like this where we were thinking <laughs> you know about tiki taka and we were speaking about tiki taka and we said look if, if you're gonna play tiki taka you have to do that. We get that it has to be boring at some point because you're going to be making those quick, you know, um, you're going to be holding the ball a little bit. You need that possession just to see to create those uh, spaces. But I think uh, what Guardiola right now is doing correctly um, because that now it's making it more interesting. And you know, you see the scoreline. Sure, it's four nil, uh, and that's a lot of goals in one game. But you know, it's a beautiful scoreline. Who didn't enjoy that? Who except for Chelsea fans, obviously, but who did, who wouldn't have enjoyed that? Exactly. Exactly. We we do see, of course, the ball position that's more with Manchester City, but of course, it but, makes sense. But, uh, but, but the thing is, it's not seventy percent. It's not. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not. It's 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 closer to sixty percent. But usually with Tiki Taka, it's usually way higher than that. And I I think that's something that and Pep Guardiola is okay with now, which is you know I'm I'm okay with giving ball possession away. But as long as if you notice during that game, they were, Manchester City was pressuring hard, hard, hard. I don't, you know, the first sixty minutes they were very there was a lot of pressure and and that's okay they were okay with giving away the ball um because they knew that if they pressured hard enough they're going to get it back anyways look the biggest issue with with tiki taka was the ball hog that the that the teams have and they keep passing you the biggest the best example of the boring tiki taka is the way spain played it at the world cup keep passing keep passing keep passing keep passing keep passing and i do understand that they want to kill the spirit of the other team but not every team is going to fall for it, especially english teams they got patience that can wait for it. But so, uh, uh, so as I said, what I've been noticing is there's more direct of not having a little bit more ball position, but going for the attack. Lose it. It's fine for the other team to have the ball position. Keep pressuring, keep pressuring. That's what they do. Run after the ball and keep pressuring all the team players, uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, their opposition or the, the, the teams that they play against. And that's, uh, and that's uh, what I've been enjoying generally uh, about Manchester City. Manchester City, um, I don't know. They might win it all this year in uh, in, in England, but um, we'll see. We'll see what uh, what happens next with them. But yeah, of course, they advance to the next stage. Uh, uh, Manchester City and Chelsea is out of the FA Cup. All right. Um, the next major match I was uh, thinking about was the. It happened. Um, it was this Saturday. It was obviously. Um, I think it was Liverpool versus Wolves. Um, can you pull that up for us, please? Yes. yes. So let's see. I went all the way to the back. <laughs> yeah, so okay, right. uh, the um, what I've been, I, I do remember that. Uh, I, yeah, the first, the first, the first game of that day was uh, Sheffield and Sheffield Wednesday. The oldest. I British thought team. it was no, no. It was Crystal Palace. Crystal pa- was it? Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe it was Sheffield Newcastle. So or Wigan Sheffield and Luton and uh, yeah. Wigan played that day. Burton played that and, and Grimsby played yeah, that yeah. day. But uh, the Sheffield ones, they actually played a very well game against Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah. It was very good. They 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 uh, they really deserved that win. That was yeah. uh, 
It was a very, very good, a very good game. It was very interesting. So Newcastle is out as well. So Sheffield yeah, Newcastle is out. So <laughs> tough luck to them. And you know, maybe we'll see Sheffield Wednesday do well. I mean, I doubt that they'll move on to. You, you never know. know. You know, this is one of the but things. The about, thing is uh, football. Um, it is yeah, the, one of the special things over the FA Cup. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, let's look at this: Liverpool versus uh, Wolverhampton. Uh, I kept on calling them wolves. I guess wanderers, wolves. It's the same. No, no, they, they are the wolves. They are the wolves. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, that's their. Two-two uh, 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 at the final whistle. Um, a game full of mistakes all around. I just felt like this game was like a bunch. I don't know what to call it, honestly. Uh, Darwin finally. Well, honestly, that Darwin's goal was not a mistake. It was beautiful, beautiful pass, uh, beautiful you know finish from him. Uh, so, but but the rest of the game, I just felt like you know um, these guys so, were just didn't. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This game was this game had a lot of controversy. A lot yeah, of controversy. Yeah. Uh, this two two Wolves could have won got that game, but yeah. Um, uh, let let me show you first of what we got. We we got to understand who was playing in that game. So there was a lot of starters. Oh yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool. Who who? Uh, uh, sorry, before before, before I cut you off, before I cut you off, it, it's it's no. It should be noted that in the last game that we were talking about Manchester City and um, Chelsea, there was a few players that were on the bench like Kevin De Bruyne, and um, uh, who else was it? Uh, Kevin De Bruyne was on the was on the bench. Um, the goalkeeper, the the uh, yeah, the, was, the goalkeeper was, was on. Uh, yeah, uh, there's uh, there's a there was a lot of players on the bench, and you know that just shows you that Chelsea needs to work. But sorry, going back to here, where Liverpool on the other hand, you know, um, look at that. You know, we have Austin Becker in in keeper. Um, we have Robertson, Matip, you know, Trent Alexander. Um, we also have look the Thiago and Gakpo, uh, Fabinho, New, uh, Henderson, and Salah, and like that just shows you who was on the bench and how, and and the game is that they were the thing is about this game is that they were struggling. And yeah, they, the only difference in this game was that Gakpo, uh, the new signing for Liverpool, he's yeah. the one that uh, but started to be with honest, the, Gakpo with is Salah. A, yeah, but Gakpo is a good player, you know, and that's why they brought him over. And, and yeah, so, yeah, 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 definitely. That's not. A, that's not but an, that's, no, no, it's not an excuse, of course, but uh, I was just saying that the all those players, the 10 players that played for Liverpool, they're the usual starters that you could see in mm -hmm. different games that Liverpool played throughout the season in the Premier League. Gakpo uh, is the only uh, uh, difference in this game as, uh, become, as he was the starter. I wanted to point this out so we can understand of the crazy things that happened during, in, in this game. Now, there is another thing that we have to witness here. I gotta, sh I gotta show you this. Um, Liverpool's uh, uh, amazing uh, performance. <laughs> well, so, just look, just from the rating, you can tell how bad this was. Can you um, can you put that into a big screen or no? You can see it, right? Yeah, yeah. But can you make it? Uh, can you? Because I don't think I could see the bottom of it. Can you scroll down or no? Yes, right here. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's better. That's good. Okay. That's good. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. There you go. That's perfect. Okay, so uh, one yeah, yeah. sec you here. Can just, um... uh, this is the the, fir the first goal. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's like that. Yeah, I remember this, and I remember seeing it, and I was thinking, like, holy, sh like, this is how do you how do you mess that one up? 
but that that was that was uh, that was the first mistake, that was, the first mistake uh, yeah. that, that was done um and then uh so at that point it was one nil for, one nil uh, for uh uh for for uh for wolves for, wolves, for the yeah. wolverhampton and then yeah, look this, at is that. The first, this is the first goal from uh what's it called for liverpool for liverpool and look at look at the long pass from arnold right now to Nunes, and look at yeah. the uh, look at the uh, positioning for the defense. You yeah. got three defenders that are confused about where in the world they should be, and then you got Nunes who's away on that side, and and this right here, this player should have been up here covering him. But you got one, two, three. These two players are are questionable about their, where they're standing. Look at that. I and think this Nunes is a very just... easy. Yeah, but I think Nunes. Of course, yeah. uh, but I mean, you know, a lot of thing, a lot of uh, goals in uh, in soccer, you know, yeah. they're for mistakes as well. So there's nothing, you know, nothing to blame. Of course, and Nunes, he did, a, he played a smart way, yeah. but it's always it's always questionable about where the defenders were standing. The defense, yeah. Mm-hmm. They always yeah. got to look at the back and see who's behind them, right? Nunes is a very yeah. fast player. No, no, that was the uh, that was the defense on on uh, Wolverhampton was. Oh, uh, uh, is this the Salah goal? No, so no, this, this one. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, this is a so, solid goal. This was this was ridiculous. When I so, seen when I saw this happen, I was like, no way. This is what happened. So the, check this out now. Look, you see goal, that yeah. moment? He touched it. So he yeah. hit it. So he hit it. So the Wolves uh, defender already hit that ball. Because I know that a lot of people were they said this was a controversial because about of the, the offside. offside. Yeah. But it's not an offside because the player from Wolves touched the ball. That touched it. And and that was a that was bad. Like that's not how you're gonna head it out. No. That's not the one. Yeah. That was a mistake. And, and then Salah just took it and took advantage yeah, of it and scored that one. That's a simple goal for Salah. Exactly. Um, that was just terrible defending. That was a terrible defending. And then yeah. we move on. We go to Look at that! Look at that shot. That was that, was, that awesome. was from Ayat Nuri. That was that was a sick. Uh, that was a, what sick a beautiful pass. Yeah, yeah, that was a beautiful yeah. pass. If anything, um, it was it was a very nice and a beautiful pass uh, from the Algerian Ayat Nuri. And then we went to something else. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Look at that! Look at that mistake. You see oh. that? You see that? You see that mistake? Look! Look! Oh, Lord. I, yeah, that was just. Look, I think. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, see, right between his legs. I think I think right. De Gea made the same. Uh, similar, yeah, there was a similar similar mistake made by De Gea, but yeah, that was terrible. That was terrible. Um, and then, and then, so we witnessed this, right? So it's two two. Now there's another thing that's been going wild. This was one of the most controversial. You let me show real quick. So see that, right? So no. No. But this is from the beginning. This is you're saying from much, much. This is from much earlier in the attack. Here, so, you're seeing. So right here, we're gonna win this right here. So, look, you see, he's coming back. You see this player right here. He's coming back from a defense. Okay. I would love to watch the actual full video because that that one is a bit cut off. I know that's the best yeah, one. See, that like I can he's find. coming back. It looks like he's coming back from an from onside, an offside. Off, from no, he's coming back from an onside position. Because go back. And pause it a bit earlier if you can at like six fifty or six forty nine. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, slow it down for you here. Let's see, slow it down, make it very very slow. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. So now, pause. Yeah, you see. This is where he shows up for us because see? this is why I'm saying I'd love exactly. To see that's what I'm saying because the issue with that you see the line here. He looks. He doesn't look offside. Yeah. 
but he is coming back from this from position from over that here. position and that's that the thing position. is like we really need to see the full video um it could be offside it can't it could not be like i'm gonna change my position here it doesn't seem to be offside i've seen the pictures online and it didn't seem to be offside at the time but um but you hey, know they're I, gonna uh, they'll 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 be replaying the game and you know obviously we'll see who wins that um so after all this controversy now the, the biggest the biggest thing is that i just want to explain about the uh far the var when it yeah. when it comes to um when it comes to the uh, fa cup not the premier league so in the fa cup um the 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 uh, generally the only teams that have uh the var technology because because you as a team as a team in the english premier league you got to be uh you got to be licensed right you got to be licensed by the federation uh to be able to have the var system installed uh in your field now we know that the FA Cup has, uh, we we got everyone. We got non-leagues. We got third tier. We got fifth tier. We got uh, championship. We got every all the teams that you don't even, you, you've never even heard about in your life playing in this cup. Um, now all those teams can't afford and cannot and uh, can are not willing to get the licensing and uh, get the VAR system. And that's the reason why we had a lot of issues. We had some game that had the uh, VAR technology because some uh, some of those games were played in uh, in in those uh, in those fields um, of the of the Premier League teams fields, and some were not. Uh, we we saw it in Sheffield United game against Newcastle. Sheffield, you know, they don't have that VAR technology. But uh, to me, it was a bit weird because the Wolves and Liverpool are in uh, the Premier League. I was expecting that. Don't forget, the this is at Anfield as well. So as long as it's it's as long as they're at Anfield, the regulation should have been higher. Uh, it should have been. It's a bit it's yeah. a bit confusing when it comes to that because, uh, so the the rule is generally overall that from the quarterfinals on all the way to the final, VAR will be used. Right, right. For all the games, before the quarterfinals, they pick and choose which games when, yeah, yeah. on when to use the VAR. The teams that don't have the VAR system in their field makes sense to me. But what doesn't make sense to me, as you said, this game was played in uh, the Anfield. It's a team that has the VAR technology. I don't know why uh, 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 it wasn't uh, it wasn't used as much here. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's it was a pretty confusing decision. Uh, but it could have been avoided by going back to it, and that's why there's a lot of different talk and controversy about. Uh, some of the goals. I think Salah's goal is not offside for him. He was an offside position, but if he got the ball from his own its own team player, he would have that that would have been a disallowed goal. Yeah, he got it. He got a. It touched uh, the defender for Wolves defender's head, and it went back to Salah, and that's why he scored. Now, uh, for for the Wolves, the third goal was. Um, uh, yeah, it would have been it would have been different. Uh, it would have been a whole different scenario where the Wolves moved on and uh, Liverpool went, or I guess stayed at home for this case. But yeah, but now it's yeah. got to be replayed again. The Wolves hey, versus more Liverpool. Football. More football and, for us, I guess you can say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's the way, way for FA Cups works, right? If you tie, you play. In the, uh, I wonder, the does that, will, will they be playing at Wolverhampton or is still back at Anfield? Uh, no, it's got to be a Wolves game. A Wolves game? Yeah. At Wolffield. Uh, well, you know, good luck to both teams in that. Um, as you see, and there was a maybe they could show us a better performance uh, in that next game. 
maybe not as many mistakes as we see in today. Um, maybe you know these players can take on uh, a more better you know game, or play on a better game and um, show that they're actually professional in this case. Unlike if you look if you go but look if you look back at that that was ridiculous. Like look at those. Um, if you look at the um, what do you call it the rating? Yeah, like pff, there's almost zero players that are above. Like there's only have, Arnold. <laughs> it was yeah, only Arnold. Was, uh, that's seven, it's a seven point eight. Like yes. Yeah, that's sorry, yeah, sorry, he was the best game player. Not yeah. The, yeah, yeah, he was the best player in the game. Yeah. That, that's how terrible that game must have been. Anyways. Wolves played uh, a really good game. I will give it up yeah, to I them. Thought it, I, thought it was, I thought it was a good game from Wolves. It was then, very but, good. You know, but, you know, very, from... very good game. As, as you see, of course, the uh, it was uh, it was Liverpool who had uh, more attacks, but it was Wolves that did the job and they were more crucial and they could have won that well, game. But, yeah. Liverpool had more ball possession, but if you look at the total shots and big chances, hey, it looked pretty Wolves. even. Um, so let's move on, uh, and we'll move on to now the La Liga this week. Um, you know, we've seen uh, on was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday we had uh, Real Madrid versus Villarreal. Uh, you know, a big shock for Real Madrid. Uh, lost two to one, um, two penalties in that game. It was uh, you know it was a great game from Villarreal. They sh they really showed their. Um, uh, their teamwork here, a lot of pressure against Madrid, held them down in the first half, kept them, you know, um, kept them in their own half. Uh, and that's something that Madrid really uh, struggled with is to, is to even make any chances, come up with any chances um, to, you know, even get into Villarreal's uh, um, box. Uh, Villarreal just kept pushing and pushing uh, until, uh, you know, early on in the second half where they scored their first goal. Uh, and then uh, uh, Pino scored a beautiful goal. Uh, and then obviously we saw Benzema's penalty uh, followed three minutes later, you know, by Moreno. We saw another uh, penalty. And um, I know I've heard some, uh, you know, uh, from, you know, Ancelotti saying that he doesn't think they should have been penalties, both of them. Uh, a lot of people saying that, you know, those should have been counted as penalties because both were accidental uh, and if you go back and you look at that, you know, footage, it, they're clear accidental, especially the second one um, on Alaba where, you know, he was uh, he was slipping anyways. The guy was falling. It just so happened that he was putting his hand in that in that spot. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was a tough one, man. That was a tough uh, one. It was, it was a hand, tough yeah. game for Real Madrid. Um, you know, the Yellow Submarines, they really pushed Madrid to their limits in this game. And if you look back, another team... We see, you know, look at that. Militao, Rudiger, Alaba, Mendy, Tuchemeni, Cruz, Modric, Valverde, Benzema, Vinicius Jr., all starters. Um, later on, we've seen Rodrigo come on. Uh, we saw, you know what I mean? We see other players come on, you know, world-class stars. And, you know, where he, and they were not able to get the three points that they needed. You know, right now they're in second place. Um, they're at 38 points. Barcelona's at 41 in at first place who also struggled over the weekend against Atletico Madrid. But we'll go on, we'll move on to that next. Um, and, you know, they, they, they could have, if they played, if they had their mindset correctly, I think they could have even, they could have got, come up with that, you know, two other goals or whatever it may have to change the outcome to get those three points that they need. Um, you know, because I believe in two months or less, I guess, they'll be playing Barcelona and that's who their main competitor is. Because it's only be, it's 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 really between them and Barcelona at this point, 
Um, can you, uh, is it possible that you can show us the, the table? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like their next, yeah, the next person is Real Sociedad um, at 32 points. So it's six, six points away, but you know, it's, it's that, there you go. Yeah. And from that we see, you know, like Real Madrid, um, tough, tough game for them. Great game for Villarreal. Villarreal was able to, you know, get the three points that they need and hold that sixth spot position. Um, they're tied with Atletico Madrid. Uh, and, you know, at any point it can change for them so that they are in the Europa uh, or even, you know, better for them, which would be uh, catching up with Real Betis and getting uh, Real Sociedad and making it to the Champions League for next year. And that's something that we usually don't see from Villarreal. They're usually in the Europa uh, if if they make it to the top five. And if not, you know, none are, nowhere at all. Um, but, you know, great game from them. Uh, Madrid, you know, very, it was a very different Madrid than I, what you usually see. You usually see. Um, and so, you know, it, I think Ancelotti, it, it could have been, you know, just the players coming back from the World Cup. It, and so whatever it is, Ancelotti has to, you know, think of a way uh, to bring back the team um, for their next game. Uh, at the same time, you know, um, we see players like if you look at that again, you see that there's, you know, Tony Cruz and Modric. The team is talking about how they want to keep them for maybe one more season. Um, and this is this is place this is pods this is places in the in the team where I would like to see, you know, maybe Kamavinga getting more time. Um, you know, see what what other things Ancelotti can experiment with to hopefully you know come back on top and get the La Liga if they can. Uh, because if you remember, if you recall, just before the World Cup, Real Madrid was uh, was top of the table. They beat Barcelona. They were top of the table. And then against it was Mallorca, I believe. They lost that three points and then they drew or something like this. And they lost They continuous, They lost points a couple of times where it, it really put them in that tough position. So... Real Madrid, um, I think it's the disappointment after the World Cup of how performance has been going down, as you mentioned. Uh, but uh, I would have stopped at that point. But you know the whole Madrid drama that we live in every season. They've always got to give you that. The headache. They, yeah, they always got to give. No, they they love the drama. The heart, the heart attacks. They have, you know, the yes. color, Yeah. Yes, they always got to let their fans live through different heart attacks. Uh, someone has to die. I don't know whatever what needs to happen, honestly. Uh, every time we witness this. Now, Villarreal generally, with uh, Unai Emery, with Pellegrini, with the current coach, who's Solar, who started this season, uh, they're generally a very, very good team and a very tough team. They're one of the toughest yeah. teams uh, to play against well, I think, I think in the, the, last time in the that... La Liga. I think the last time that Real Madrid uh, won against Villarreal was Morata was on the field. I think the last person to score against Villarreal from Madrid was Morata, and that's and that's something that's interesting. Is that you know it's been that long that Madrid hasn't, and and don't forget this is the first time that I I, I was going to mention this earlier. This is the first time that Real Madrid plays a full squad without a single Spanish player in four thousand games. So there's yes. that for for people for food for thought. But yeah, sorry, keep going. So, 
Yeah, so uh, Parejo is an amazing player. Mourinho, yeah. uh, Albiol, Albiol, Real Madrid. Yeah, Albiol, Real Madrid. The, you know, he's one of the. Oh man, you should have seen it. Like there was one on ones between Albi. It wasn't even one on ones. It was like two on one. It was Albiol, and in front of him, he's got Benzema and and Vinicius, and it was him just handling both of them. You know, making sure that he puts that pressure on them, not allowing them to make those passes or shots. And that was beautiful to see from someone like Albiol because at the time that Albiol was at Madrid. There was a lot of hate for him. There was a lot. And yes. that was one of the people. I was one of the people. I'm not going to lie. I, I was one of the people who was hating on him and like, yo, get this guy out of here right now because he's causing problems. But, you know, we see him here at Villarreal doing the, you know, the job that he's needed to do. And the hate, like, as we were talking about, about Gareth Bale earlier, 33 years old, Albiol is well over 30 years old or, or 35. Uh, uh, yeah, Albiol is 37 years old and yeah, he played yeah. a world-class game. So, Pepe Reina, the goalkeeper, he's 40. He's 40, yeah. There you yeah. go. Like, and and uh, and they beat Real Madrid and these guys can uh, play in the, in the Champions League and they're playing in a tough league uh, such as the La Liga. Yeah. Uh, look, my... I think this is the time of the season where a lot of uh, Real Madrid fans start to get disappointed. And then the peak comes around February, March, and then the climax comes in April. And then you might get surprised by seeing one or two cups or three cups by uh, by May. But it, I don't know. There's always that uh, that shift that happens. Real Madrid goes up, wins a few cups, everything's good. They win the Champions League, and then and then uh, just like last time, Ancelotti left without winning any cups. I think in, the, in his last season, he, he might leave. So we might see, uh, uh, you know, we might see the classical switch that everyone is expecting. Ancelotti leaves and then ret uh, officially retires from coaching in general. And then Zidane might come and take his spot. Uh, but um, Madrid needs to make new, uh, they need, before the 31st of January, they need to get, uh, they need to get new, uh, new players. Um, the squad is good, but uh, getting, you know, if we if we look at the number of goals that Barcelona received by their defense, it's only six goals. Yeah, whereas Madrid uh, received sixteen. It's sixteen. So there is an issue with when it comes to defense. Rodigar and Alaba, they're good, uh, of course, but I do see that uh, um, there needs to be another defender, or there might need to be some switch in tactics. Um, uh, especially, especially the the, the uh, replacement for the right and left back, Militao. I was not convinced with him being on the uh, on the uh, right back. To be honest, yeah, it's um, usually Carvajal there, where Militao is taking a center position, a center back position. Yes, um, that's what we're used to. Or Vasquez over on the right back, and uh, yes, and I yeah, think I know Vasquez came towards the second half, but yeah, yeah he did. Uh, and but that's, that's the thing is with Ancelotti. I think he's trying to. Because you know it was usually the Alba Militao center back thing, and yes. you know now he has he has Rudiger and he wants to put that to use. Um, but you know we'll see. Uh, I was not convinced with a lot of the players, you know, especially the defenders. Uh, Mendy was making a lot of problems, uh, or you know he he wasn't he wasn't that his area was very uh, Chukawizi was taking advantage of uh, Mendy. He was Mendy's he was, problems, and it was, uh, was taking advantage. Kukawizi yeah, was, was very good. Yeah. yeah. So it was a, it was a tough game for them. Um, I just want to sorry, but I just want to move on to the second. You know, this game in the La Liga, beautiful game to watch. Um, it ended one 0 for Barcelona and Atletico against Atletico Madrid at the uh, Metropolitan Stadium. Um, you know, 
I, I don't know what you thought of this game, but you know, it was a beautiful game. Um, from zero from minute zero to minute 90, it was just nonstop. Uh, always nonstop from both sides, not just one. You know, Ter Stegen came in clutch for them. Uh, the Barcelona's defense did great. Right at the, there was even a, a, a shot right that was kicked out of the right at the line, like right on the line. Um, and so you know, you could tell, yeah, that, Arajo. yeah, Arajo, yeah, yeah. It was Arajo, yeah, it was Arajo right off the line. Beautiful game from both teams. Um, you know, you could see that they both wanted these three points. Um, Atletico was more desperate than anything for it to get those three points, but you know, it's just that Barcelona defense that you know, Ter Stegen made sure, made sure that it, that you know, that that was not going to happen. I was disappointed in this game from Atletico Madrid. And uh, as usual, I've always uh, addressed my disappointment in Simeone and Atletico Madrid a lot of times. Not an Atletico Madrid fan, uh, but there's a lot of talent in the team. There's a lot of uh, ways that you could play. The, 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 the Atletico Madrid has the same issue as Real Madrid. They wait, they wait until someone scores on them to and have then, a reaction. Yeah. That they always do do that, do you know? They always play like that. They end up winning a lot of times, especially Madrid. But you can't do that all the time. You're not going to find a team that yeah, can. Yeah, it's not how. You're not going to be able to score. Yeah. He, uh, uh, Samione waited uh, 22 minutes of waiting for Barcelona and then until Dembele scored, and then, and then these guys went wild like, um, look like. The 59-41 does not describe what in the world was happening. It was Atletico Madrid were just attack after attack. Look, 20 oh, yeah. shots. 20 uh, shots, and, yeah, compared to 10. Um, no, just... was, look, Atletico Madrid had so many, so many chances. They had a lot. They were playing very well, too. But the thing is, and yeah, sure, like Simeone waited that 22 minutes to push, but don't forget that it was Barcelona's defense, and you know they really they really showed up today. Um, yeah, Balde, Conde, Christensen, Arojo, Arojo, Conde, and Christensen, a very good combo. Yeah, yeah, that was that was beautiful games from them. Um, they really held it down. Um, they, they they did a great job, to be honest. And but they, Jong, but bringing out De Jong was a bit questionable for me. Busquets, I would have understand maybe he was a bit tired. But De Jong, you need a player, you need a key player, so you can control. The midfield, yeah, midfield. Yeah. especially with a defensive mindset, uh, De Jong is very good at that, um, and I, I, that's why I was wondering a bit why did Busquets and De Jong uh, leave? And actually, Busquets stayed a bit longer. Um, that was one of my, the question marks. Now, uh, I th I think it was a very good game. Atletico plays an amazing game, but my biggest question that why does Simeone have to wait for a reaction, especially with the big teams? Well, you know, something it is a step up for Simeone because usually Simeone is not the type to even do that. Simeone is usually the defensive. He had no uh, choice in this game. He had no yeah, choice. He had no choice. Look and, at him. And, Look at his uh, uh, where, what spot he is in the uh, in the La Liga. Yeah. You, he has to get the. He, he has points. to win all those next games yeah. for him even to qualify, not just to have a chance to win the title. Is for him to yeah. qualify to the Champions League, and for no, the highest coach, uh, highest paid coach in the world, uh, if he if this performance or, or their standing this year is as bad as last year, yeah, we might see him go. We even might see him gone. Yeah, yeah, even though he made history with Atletico Madrid. No, that's for sure. Um, he needs to pull it up. Uh, I think right now they're sitting at fourth or fifth place. Is it? Is that what it is? So 
that's, that's I think it was there at 27 points. Yeah, they're at fifth, fifth place at 7 they're points. They're at the fifth place, 27. 27 so look, points. the difference between them and Real Madrid, you're talking about uh, uh, 15, it's a lot, it's a lot 14, points. 15 yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely... Um, 14 points, sorry, points. I didn't mean 15, 14, yeah. It's 15 yeah, 14, points. 15, 15, yeah. So yeah, 15, 15 points. points. But between them and Real Betis, and, and that's what it's, what's important here is getting that Real Betis spot. Or yeah, Real Sociedad, yeah. Real Sociedad are, 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 are <laughs> they're pretty, uh, they're getting close, huh? They're, they're uh... getting close, yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, it's that, you know, Real Sociedad are six points away from Madrid. Um, but they're also, don't forget, is five points away from Atletico Madrid. And that's only, and that's only two games. So, you know, we'll, we still have to see how this, how this is going to end out. We still have a bunch of games left. Um, there's still, I think, uh, what is it? Uh, I think 30 is it 38 games by the end of the season. So, Thir- yeah, 36 38 games. 30, 38 uh, probably, games. There's and, another, you could say another at least at least 20 games. Yeah. So, yeah. we still have uh, 22 games. There's a lot of things that might change. And don't forget yeah. a lot of uh, so, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and I think also Atletico. They're just Atletico still in Champions League. Champions League. I, I'm, I can't remember at this point. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that in 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 February, and that's when the Champions League will be back, I believe. That's what uh, I'm trying to remember. But yeah. you know, there's one most important thing to uh, to see um, on this game. Uh, this is probably the most uh, interesting, funny, entertaining thing that happened uh, uh, this uh, weekend. Look at that! Yeah, Savage, and um, oh yeah, yeah, the fight they had, the, the, they both got red cards. Um, yes, it, it was funny because it was an attack for uh, uh, for uh, I think it was Atletico. Yeah, and then um, and then uh, uh, and then the refer- and then yeah, it was uh, Savage and uh, and uh, Veran Torres on the other side over there, and uh, <laughs> look at that! Look at that! <laughs> they had a wrestling match. Huh? They had a wrestling match, yeah, and they, they were fighting. Match. And then, the, <laughs> that that was that was a hilarious that was a hilarious yeah. thing, man. And with yeah, that, and the, that's not that's not nice where his hand is ending up there, Savage. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I was surprised. Yeah. I mean, Savage is a, is is a is a is a mature player. I mean, he should have contained himself and remained yeah. uh, professional. And then, uh, and then uh, the referee came back and handed them both uh, a red card. Both red cards. Um, and the, you know the funny thing about Savage in that is that he literally walked right out, right after. Right after he got the red card, he just walked. Yeah, away. He, knew, he, he knew. He knew. He knew this fight. This is a fight. I mean, that that was yeah. literally a WWE in La Liga style. Yeah. Well, uh, regardless, um, that was a it was a funny bit during the game. End of the game, I think it was. Um, yeah, towards the end of the game. I, yeah. 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 Um, so let's call it here for the end of, for today. Uh, thank you all for watching. Um, you know, catch you. Uh, hopefully, we'll catch you again next time. Uh, we'll be discussing more. Uh, you know, La Liga, Prem League, uh, Italian League, uh, Spen- Spanish League. Uh, I already said La Liga. Um, and, and sooner or later, we'll be hopefully coming back to the uh, the Champions League. Um, anything else before we go, Basha? That's that, man. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all our socials and all the uh, podcast platforms and uh, in, and uh, watch out for the next amazing games that are coming up throughout the next week. Uh, it's uh, 22, t- the season of 22-23 is going to be a one season to remember. And that's that for all me. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, you all have a good night and see you next time. Adios.